Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Tuesday, the 31st of May. Millions of residents across Australia's east coast are being warned to prepare for more wild winds as an icy polar blast continues to sweep across the country. Heavy rain and strong winds hit Sydney late yesterday and now new weather warnings have been issued for parts of Queensland. Our reporter Rob McLeod has the latest from the Gold Coast. A couple of weather warnings are current for the Gold Coast today with the Bureau of Meteorology predicting winds of 25 to 40 kilometres an hour, gusting up to 90 kilometres per hour. The strong west to southwesterly winds will be keeping the SES and Energex crews on their toes, with the saturated soil bringing an increased risk of gusty winds toppling trees and power lines. A gale warning is also current for Gold Coast waters. Yesterday, Volunteer Marine Rescue was involved in a wild and dangerous operation to help the crew of a yacht that was being battered in heavy winds and swells. The winds are expected to ease overnight. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese is set to finally form a majority government after reportedly securing at least 76 seats. Labor has claimed the victory with Treasurer Jim Chalmers posting a photo on Twitter with Melbourne MP Josh Burns, who is expected to retain the seat of McNamara. It comes as the Prime Minister prepares to unveil his full ministry. Political science professor at ANU John Warhurst predicts we will see more women take on key portfolios. One of the reasons for the change of government was the opinions of women about the role of the necessary equality for women in in public life and uh, women would expect that to be reflected in the distribution of portfolios. Meantime, the coalition is starting to rebuild under new leadership after its election loss. New opposition leader Peter Dutton says he wants to shift the Liberal Party's focus to who he calls forgotten people and enact sensible action on climate change. You know, we live in uh, the best country in the world. Uh, I want our country to support aspiration and to reward hard work, to take proper care of those Australians who short-term or long-term can't take care of themselves. We have a rich and proud Indigenous heritage and a migrant story, the envy of the world. Meantime, Barnaby Joyce has lost the Nationals' leadership after Queensland MP David Littleproud was voted in as the new leader, with Perrin Davey as his deputy. We started with the enthusiasm and energy of knowing that while we held all our seats, there are emerging threats, there are emerging challenges, but we're equipped to face them. Not because of me, but because of my team. A man has been arrested after allegedly stealing a car with a four-month-old baby in the backseat in Adelaide. The incident sparked a massive search yesterday, with the car eventually located around two and a half hours later, with the little boy found still inside safe and well. Police are interviewing the 37-year-old with charges expected to be laid. Melbourne's Crown Casino has been fined $80 million for allowing high rollers to shift large amounts of money out of China. Victoria's Gambling and Casino Control Commission uncovered the scheme, which processed around $164 million between 2012 and 2016. In a statement, Crown says it acknowledges its historic failings and will continue to cooperate with the watchdog. WA footy great Peter Matera remains in Bendigo Hospital in Victoria after suffering a heart attack on Sunday. West Coast says the 53-year-old is receiving the best of care and they've wished him a speedy recovery. Peter's family is by his side. His brother Phil has told Channel 7 the heart attack happened as Peter was chopping wood on his property. The doctor was saying he was lucky that he had someone with him and they could 
get him straight into the hospital. Let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground to Tasmania and tens of thousands of locals have had their personal data breached after a staff member at a superannuation fund was involved in a phishing scam. Experts are warning hackers are getting smarter, saying this latest incident should be a cyber security wake-up call for everyone. Our reporter Rachel Burke has the details from Hobart. That's right, Tash. Spirit super members are being reassured their money is safe after a data breach saw the personal information of 50,000 Tassie customers exposed. It began back on May 19 when a staff member clicked on a scam email link and exposed their account. Spirit Super CEO Jason Murray says their investigations found it's compromised the personal information of some members. Phishing is um, getting more and more sophisticated and unfortunately all organisations, all people are vulnerable to it. Extra protections are also now in place for those affected, but Robert Nobolo from cybersecurity company Versex warning the net hackers cast is getting wider. Anytime we announce anything as an organisation, we see an increase in phishing attacks and all they need is one person to do the wrong thing, thing once. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool. Scott, good morning. Some unlikely winners on the Australian Stock Exchange yesterday as a result of shortages of a different kind. Tash, good morning. It kind of feels like the theme of 2022, doesn't it? We're talking about shortages here and there. And of course, the price increases that we're all paying regardless. It wasn't that long ago we had infant formula shortages on our shelves, a lot of formula going to China. This time around, it's the Americans having trouble. They've had to sign, or President Biden signed an emergency order allowing for importation of Australian infant formula into the US. Companies like Bubs and A2 Milk sending emergency shipments over there. Bubs shot up yesterday more than 50%. A2 shares up 10%. Uh, it's a new wind that doesn't blow some good. Hopefully, American mothers can be looked after and our Australian companies might just make a dollar too. Yeah, it's a great story for so many of those hardworking Australian companies. Also mm. today, Scott, AGL faces a brave new future after the company's board confirmed it would scrap its controversial plans to split. Yeah, Mike Cannonbrooks has won this battle and won it convincingly too. The AGL chair and CEO both stepping down from their roles. They were the ones, of course, behind this demerger plan to split AGL into what was effectively going to be called a good and a bad business, the coal assets in one, the kind of new future of AGL in the other. Cannonbrooks making the case, both environmentally and economically, that it wasn't a good idea. The board pushed ahead and pushed ahead. Cannonbrooks now has enough shareholders behind him to scupper the deal, and that's what's been done. The chair and the CEO, as I said, stepping down. The company announcing euphemistically what it calls a strategic review, whether that ends up with some sort of sale or something else is an open question. Mike Cannonbrooks wanting two seats on the AGL board and shareholders now pushing for the company to sign up to Paris climate reduction targets. So a brave new world for the company, but also for, you know, corporate Australia. Some sense now that environmental factors really playing hard in the boardroom. Yeah, absolutely. And yet another bank in trouble, Scott, with the corporate regulated this time for overstating card balances. Oh, dear, oh, dear. So you mentioned Crown, of course, the, the, the story. Uh, the bank, by the way, saying they've already paid some money back to people who were impacted by this issue. As he's saying, yeah, that wasn't enough, guys. You haven't gone far enough. You haven't covered enough customers. ANZ charging fees and interest to people after they told those customers they had more credit remaining on their cards than they actually did when those cards were then overdrawn, those fees and interest apply. I, I've got to say, we talk about this every three or four months, and I keep saying, hopefully this is the last time we'll talk about it, and yet... 
the bank still managed to have stuffed up in different new ways. Hopefully, this time around, maybe, finally, the banks have got their systems organised, their processes in place, but I wouldn't bet on it. <laughs> Absolutely. Well said. Thanks so much, Scott. <laughs> Thanks, Tash. Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas and Brett Preparations for State of Origin are in full swing. We're excited in both New South Wales and Queensland with them holding their first training sessions. Yeah, good morning, Tash. Can't wait for this uh, next Wednesday night, Game 1 in Sydney. Let's check in with New South Wales first. And Brad Fiddler admits telling Josh Adokar he's been overlooked for Origin 1 is one of the toughest decisions he's ever made. Roosters winger Daniel Tupo has been picked ahead of the dog star and Freddie has told Fox Sports it wasn't easy letting Adokar down. No, I was just trying to ring him a couple of times, actually. It was quite hard to get onto him, but we just communicated and spoke about he should be on this stage and, you know, to go away and play his way back into the team, and he agreed. Now, a few surprise selections in both camps. Uh, for Queensland, it's Ben Hunt at hooker. Now, he's been playing extremely well for the Dragons of late, but that's as a halfback. Uh, Harry Grant is battling uh, illness. He would normally be the first choice number nine for the Maroons. But uh, Queensland legend Wendell Saylor believes sharing duties will benefit the Maroons. Ben Hunt, he's playing his best football at the moment, I think. And, and Harry Grant, they're trying to save him for that 20, 25 minutes when all the heat's gone out of the game. Mm. You bring Harry Grant on, this has got the coaching staff all over it. Can't wait, as we we said Origin 1 just a week away. Yeah, absolutely. And the Bombers are calling on some club legends, Brett, to help conduct a full-scale review into their shocking season so far. Yeah, it's really been dismal from an Essendon perspective considering they made the finals last year. Now, they were expected to perhaps drop away a little bit, but not by this much. And they're not going to wait until the end of the season to launch this review. They're doing it now, midway through. Kevin Sheedy, of course, a full-time premiership coach, a legend of the Essendon Football Club, and Simon Madden, his former captain, will be involved with football director Sean Wellman as they put a microscope over uh, every aspect of the football department list management, the way they're playing. And our Bombers president, Paul Brasher, says they don't want honourable losses. We've had some good performances, we've had some terrible performances, and we've had some in between. And we're working day and night to narrow the gap between those good and bad performances. Now, Lance Franklin will front the AFL Tribunal tonight. The Swans electing to contest Buddy's one-game ban for striking Tigers veteran Trent Cotchen in a bid to have him freed to take on the Demons this weekend. A Chief AFL reporter, Damien Barrett, can't see how the challenge will be successful. I'm keen to see, see how they argue it's not intentional. I'm with you, Because the, the contact, I think, is undeniable. Now, if it wasn't contact, it means Trent Cotchen's uh, acted, and but no, I, I don't contact. see that being the case. And finishing up the sale for English Premier League giant Chelsea, has finally gone through. It's a multi-billion dollar sale to an American investor. We remember their previous owner, Roman Abranovich, was sanctioned over his links to Russian President Vladimir Putin. So uh, the club was put up for sale and then uh, now it has gone through. Excellent. Thanks so much, Brett. Thank you, Tash. And a man dressed as an elderly woman in a wheelchair has thrown a piece of cake at the world's best-known painting, the Mona Lisa. He also threw roses in the museum gallery while shouting at people to think of our planet Earth. The 36-year-old has been arrested. Thankfully, the priceless work by Leonardo da Vinci was not damaged thanks to its bulletproof glass case. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda. In your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning, you can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Tasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day. And we look forward to seeing you bright and early tomorrow.
listener.